This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Anderson, astronaut, a man barely interesting. I just picture you sitting on the rail at a strip club eating a Lunchable. Will Darkens, hot air balloon attendant, frightened by technology. I, I love you, but you're saying that this little old man, this dude was a clean 6'6". We have the capability to build the 33rd best radio show in Portland on Saturdays about sports. The Sinner and the Saint will be that show. Better than they were before. Sportsier. Funnier. More Labradoodles. The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate Show on 1080 The Fan, the radio.com app, and 1080thefan.com. Hey, hey, happy Saturday morning, Portland. What is happening, everyone? What is happening, Will Darkins? Oh, man. So much. So much? How much? Like, like a lot. Yeah, you okay? Kind of getting overwhelmed in here. It's yeah. the big nooner on Fox. Ooh, the big nooner. It's the big nooner. They're all socially distanced uh, up uh, against their big board. Oh, man, the big board. I got to tell you, Brady Quinn cleans up well. Yeah, I guess. Was he ever, was he ever filthy? I remember ever not being like he always he always seemed like he was maybe a little too quaffed. That's why he wasn't as good at football as he should have been. I thought he looked real greasy on draft day. And actually, I, I okay. in the back of my mind for many years, I've believed that's in fact why he did not get drafted because he looked very greasy. He looked very like Brian greasy. No, or, oh, like okay. like he just had a Bob large pizza greasy? and overslept. And now there's a bunch of grease on his hair and skin. Gotcha. Go back and look at the mm. picture. He is like prime late 2000s well, look, or mid 2000s i've got my computer running the uh the highlights from the blazers preseason game right now so i can do research for a poll question we're going to put together here in a minute but that's good hopefully your mac 2 can handle that well hey listen this hp what is this elite book with a core it's an acer isn't it no it's hp oh it's an elite it's oh. an elite book it's got a uh core i Five V Pro Intel chip in it. There's a sticker right there. This is an 840 model. It's pretty cool. You can read. Yeah, it's about the best I can do, man. <laughs> I don't know what any of that stuff means. Like, if you told me what a good computer, like an iBook, is good or something, I don't know. That's not a thing. Oh, MacBook. It's a MacBook. Okay, yeah. No, I couldn't tell you what a good computer is. Like, you could you could put the be- world's best computer in this uh, space in front of me right now. Yeah. I wouldn't know the difference. Even if you used it. I don't know, maybe, like, what's it going to do? But, see, that's the thing is you get to a certain level of, like, cool, Wi-Fi seems to work. I'm good. Like, there's no buffering on my video right now. Good. Good see, to go. That, yeah, you've gotten to the point that my mom got to. Because my Re- mom. Wait. I, yeah, that's wait. right. I yeah. finally caught up with your mom. Yeah, you finally did. Yeah. Wait, was it, am I going backwards? There you go. Which direction am I going to catch up to your mom? That's your one. I hope you enjoyed it. I did. You had the time of your life. Um, Yeah, that's my mom. You know, my mom got a new laptop recently, and she went and decided to get, like, a really nice um, MacBook Pro. And I was like, I don't think you need that. And she was like, well, it's the nicest one. (laughs) So I I would like it. I would like nice things because now she's at the point in her life where, like, she wants the nice stuff. Yeah, because her boys are making so much dough. They're just... She, all her needs are taken care of. Because so her can... boys can now actually pay for dinner. <laughs> um, and so I sat down with Does her. Does your mom let you pay for dinner? Even even if you had triple her income, she wouldn't let you pay for dinner. 
No, she lets us know. Oh, does she? Okay. And when we were in college, she used to not. Gotcha. But now, like, she doesn't care. In fact, she probably welcomes it. Okay. <laughs> Good for her. Yeah, my mom, yeah, she won't let anybody pay for anything. Um, But, yeah, I sat down with her, and I was showing her the computer and everything, and I was showing her all these features on it, because there are certain features on new computers that are sure. kind of cool that help you with efficiency and everything. But at a certain point, she did what you just did. Like, she was quiet for, like, 15 minutes. I was saying something, and at the end, she's like, so the Internet's faster, right? And I was like, well, the computer really doesn't affect the Internet. It's your connection. She yes. goes, but the computer is going to help with that, right? And I didn't have the heart to tell her, so I go, yeah, the computer's going to help. Yeah. <laughs> See, but I am aware of that. Like, the, the, as long as things load on the computer, like, I'm, dude, for, for work purposes, I need, I need the internet. I need a, a, a nice, a, I want to have Chrome on it. Like, I don't need one of the Surface laptops that don't let you download Google Chrome. Like, you like, have to use their You thing. do. You have to use, like, and they have, like, three or four. My wife has one of the Surface laptops. And it's Firefox? A, uh, no, it's, like, all of the Microsoft ones. Oh, uh, I think there's one called there's, Edge. Yeah, there's, like, Explorer, yeah. and then there's Edge, and then there's Zip Zip, and then there's Zoom Boom, and then there's Bing-a-ling-a-ding. I don't know. They're uh, you're all reading, You're reading the list of the strip clubs you've been to. Flip oh. the page. Oh, sorry. Yeah. The Boom Boom Room? <laughs> Zip zip. I'm going to have to leave there. I'd like to go to the zip zip. <laughs> I want to know who's at the zip zip. What who's am not? I going to see? Who's not? Yeah, the zip zip. <laughs> if you go to the back room there, it gets dark <laughs> quick. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it for, for work purposes, if you get me Excel, Word, what, I don't need much else, man. A little PowerPoint. Like, what else are you going to do? Like, I don't need a gaming computer. I understand that. There's some capabilities on some computers. I'm not going to figure it out. There's things on my iPhone that I will never use. They keep. I got a new iPhone. My wife and I both upgraded. She upgraded from a 6 to a 12. Damn. Yeah. But the 6SE was the last one that had, like, the squared edges, right? Dude, she must be overwhelmed. She's way overwhelmed. Because really, like, no, a she 6 is. to that, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. kind of. I went 8 to 12, and it keeps telling me, like, hey, How'd you like to get in on this uh, new feature? I'm like, calm down, iPhone. Like, I don't need your new features. Like, we've we've had them, I don't know, three weeks maybe, and they keep going. Hey, you haven't uh, signed up for your new ninety right. day, ninety day, uh, or your your first uh, year of Apple TV free? Mm. It's good for ninety days. Don't forget to sign up for that. I'm like, ah, I don't need Apple TV right now. I don't need that. Well, I just don't. I'll read the paper. Th thank you. That's ex you're exactly 100% correct. But all these, a lot of the features, like the capability of your phone in your pocket right now, mm. what percentage of the features do you use on it? Oh, all of them. Really? Oh, man. Really? I keep track of my heart rate. Really? I keep track of my stool. I think that's a feature. <laughs> Does it do it automatically? I'm sure there is an app where, like, you can take a picture. Oh, yeah. There's no question. Of your excrement and then, like, It'll be like, oh, yeah, that's good. The only time I've ever considered taking a picture of it, of Mapu. Yeah. It's happened a couple times. Mm. It came out looking like a letter of the alphabet. Like yeah, just, that's, that's worthy. Yeah. yeah just, but I, I didn't take the picture because I'm like, I don't need that on my phone. But I was like, dude, that's a capital S. Probably grab that. I got to be talented or something. Yeah. I'm sure there's probably a website where, like, you can look at the whole alphabet in the bowl if you wanted to. But, yeah, I'm not going to be the guy to start it. Like, it's like a, a message board for people to just post. <laughs> it should be just one of those things where you take, like, actual pictures of that, and that's how you can send text messages. Because we're just going to an all-picture-based language, right? Video, bro. Yeah, but, like, but, it's all GIFs, yo. Fair point. You get it, girl? Yes. But those have words, and the memes have words. I'm telling you, man, we're going full image-based. Like, you can have an entire conversation with just emojis. Yeah. Smile face, thumbs up. Yeah, word. Okay. Here's a eggplant and a peach. Have a good time tonight. I was thinking about that actually the other day. It's funny you mentioned that, that, like, uh, you know, kids today. Like, I had this girlfriend in uh, high school that my mom hated. and When so, you were in high school? Yeah. Okay. Just making sure it's not now. Cause oh, I'm sorry. No. Well, Woo. not a high school your mom should girlfriend. Hate that. Gotcha. Um, and right, she hated her. And so this was the time when texting was kind of the primary thing. Sure. I mean, texting is still a thing, but this was like the thing that you communicated with people with. And 
I changed her name in my phone to something different. So that when my mom looked at my phone, she would see that she thought her. I was having a romantic text conversation with Sean. Sure, which, with your teacher, uh, which is awesome because then it would have added more questions to her head that she didn't want to ask. Perfect, smart, very smart. So what I'm thinking is that kids today probably have secret conversations through emoji. Oh yeah, like when they're trying to buy the drugs or go do the the sex. Like they probably do There's some no type of weird emoji combination that you know if you're a parent you pick it up you're like. Well, I guess there's a house and a train and and a tequila. I don't know what's going on. Here. I don't know why he took a park his train in her garage, but I mean, it seems <laughs> this must be about school. Must must be one of those uh, story problems in math. That's right. If two trains leave Chicago at the same time, what time is your son having sex with his girlfriend? I don't. I don't want to get involved. No, I just ah. I don't want to ask any questions. You know, I was never good at those story problems. No. I'll, just, I'll just stay out of it. No, that's I I thought you were gonna go the other direction, which is our kids are only gonna talk through emojis and gifts and never learn how to read. Oh, because there's my children younger, not worried about the uh, the the code for hookups with four year olds, but mm. when they start texting, I assume next year at some point. Like, I won't buy them phones next year. But they'll probably just buy their own. Texting? Yeah, and they'll start the texting each other. Text? Probably each other, their cousins. Who knows? Oh, yeah. I'm just telling you it's going to happen. Like, they're already they're already very interested in our phones. And mm. I try to keep mine away from them as much as I can. Like, And I I try not to be the one that just pulls it out and then go, get away from my phone. I try not to pull it out a ton when they're, well, that, I'm going to stop the way I was phrasing that. Yeah, I know. I yeah. try not to use my phone a lot in front of the children. I'm going to. I mark that. I stopped talking before I said no, that. Oh, yeah, there's say. enough there. Ah, damn it. There's quite enough, ah, actually. Damn it. Um, yeah. I know we have friends who have kids that uh that's the thing. And actually our niece too. Our niece when we'll video chat with her because she's uh she's out in DC with yeah. her parents and uh she'll steal the phone and she'll start running around <laughs> when we're on FaceTime. Yeah. And she, it's quite impressive that she has the grip to, like, run around, like, full sprint, full sure. arms at 90 degree. And all you see are these flashes of her face, like, laughing and giggling. For anybody Good. listening to this program on the radio, Will is doing a full body mime of his niece running with the phone. Full on run. That you're missing, which is fantastic. Um, yes, but, yeah, technology is frightening, and I'm scared, so I have a bad computer. That's the story. Yeah. Or I don't need That's a good okay. computer. I have an okay computer. Like uh, your friend at Radiohead. Just need an okay computer. Oh. Fine. Those two don't really. That's not the. What? That's not what that album meant. I think it is. It's not. I, I think, you I, think I, they wrote a whole album because I, they were like, this it, computer? Yeah. That's all right. Oh, I it's think, just okay. Yes. Radiohead wrote an album going, hey, you don't need, you don't need like top of the line stuff. Like middle of the road is going to be fine. You don't need to, you don't need to line up for the new iPhone. You'll be just get a ten, get an okay computer. Thanks, Radiohead. I do try to stay. I think a model back. Yeah, probably on the iPhones. Yeah, yeah, and that's how it's worked out. Actually, well, the phone now I have, mm -hmm. I, I, I think I'm two models back now. But you know, they're making them so. Well, that's because they only put a brand new one out. Yeah, right. Yeah, but like they're making them so much better now that I don't have to like. Yeah, they, they yeah. Always, technology always lasts longer than you think it does. But the the unless you just have money burning a hole in your pocket or you you work for like a tech review magazine, there's no reason to be first in line for it. The only reason we got the new ones is because they're like, oh yeah, we'll give you way too much trade in for your old crappy eight. I was like, all right, sweet, I'll take that. And then I looked at my wife's phone. They're like, oh, that's not worth anything. Text line five zero three two five zero ten eighty on my four. Uh, currently on my fourth battery. Of my 5S. Yeah, you are. That's great. I love it. I love it. Yeah, that's great. I love it when people, like, hold on to a certain technology and they take whatever lengths possible, even if it's at a financial loss. Yeah, that's To, good. like, get the more efficient thing. Yeah. Like, like somebody who still has a VCR who, like, gets the individual parts from a scrapyard to make sure it still works. Yeah. And they're like, look, I'm not going to that streaming crap. DVDs don't even get me started on that. You're just going to scratch them. Yeah. And I've been writing letters to 20th Century Fox saying, could you put the Avengers on VHS, please? Watching The Mandalorian, my VHS should be here this week. Episode one. 
They mailed it. <laughs> they mailed it. They sent it through Amazon. Uh, hey, let's talk some sports. Did you know that the Portland Trailblazers played a basketball game last night? Yeah, I think it was a pre-basketball game. No, nope. It was a basketball game. It oh. just was a preseason. That's right. Basketball. Yeah, that's game. what I meant. Uh, some strange optics there uh, that we will discuss. Uh, Arizona State just scored again on Arizona right now. NFL weekend is going to be fantastic, but it was off to a less than stunning start for one of the big marquee games. Hopefully, the others go a little bit more competitive. Um, so we'll talk about all those things and much, much more. It is a wonderful, beautiful Saturday down here on the Willamette for the Sinner and the Saint on 1080 Fan. So it's a college football Saturday, but it kind of feels a little bit muted. Supposed to get the Ducks and the Huskies. Y'all. But all the Huskies got COVID, so we can't do that anymore. Not uh, all of them. No, all of them. Oh, they all did? I think all of them did. Even the actual dog they bring out on the field? Yes. All of them. I don't know if it'll be as bad as the minks. They had to cull the entire nation of Denmark's minks population. I don't remember that. You, you really don't remember that? All of the minks that live in Denmark were annihilated because they had a strain of COVID and were giving it to people. So they killed like some 15 million minks and then they rose from the dead. Did we not discuss this? No, no, we never discussed zombie minks. So what happened, what had happened was, Will, they killed millions of minks and somebody decided they're like, well, let's just like, I don't know, dig a giant mass grave for these minks. Is this going to be a long story? No. Oh. Oh. I'm sorry. Are the normal zombie minx stories I tell a little too long for you? I just need the highlights. Somebody decided that three feet was deep enough to bury these minx. Yeah. But here's the problem. They didn't do any treatment to their body. They just took a live animal, killed it, threw it in the earth, buried it. Mm. Do you know what happens to an animal as it starts to decompose? Uh, Goes away. Fills with gases. Oh, that's right. And then uh, the gas gets, uh, you know, lighter and it starts to float up. They ended up basically floating their way up through the three feet of, of, of earth. And somebody's walking along and here's a bunch of undead minks coming out of the ground. That's badass. Yeah, it wasn't great. What a great look. So, yeah, a bunch of undead zombie minks out there trying to kill you. Okay. Yeah. You didn't hear the story at all. No. Yeah. Hopefully they don't have to do that with huskies. But I don't know. Zombie huskies? We don't have all the information yet. Yeah, I guess. Next week, the Pac-12 championship game is supposed to take place. I don't know if you know that. I do know that. Any idea who's going to play in it? Uh, Well, I am watching the Colorado-Utah game right now. And uh, if Colorado does, in fact, lose, and then you got USC, in fact, losing to UCLA, um, you might not have the case to put two South teams together. That's for sure. So you, that's... You, you think if both teams win. So Colorado right now mm-hmm. has played three Pac-12 games. They've won them all. Mm-hmm. They also beat San Diego State, so they're 4-0. USC has played four Pac-12 games. They've won them all. They're 4-0. And I think SC has played more ranked opponents, if I'm correct. Wait, there was a ranked Pac-12 team? Yeah, I think Washington was at the beginning. Oh, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, good point. Um... So USC has played four Pac-12 games. They've won them all. They play mm-hmm. UCLA today. Mm-hmm. Colorado playing Utah. If they both win, you think they just scrap the divisions and make that the championship game? Because Colorado was supposed to play USC, but USC had the Rona, so they had to kind of move that off the schedule. Yeah, I think you do. And, you know, you got to have to you have to negate rules in this situation if you're the Pac-12 because the bigger version of this is that because the Oregon-Washington game was, in fact, canceled – by technicality, the Huskies have now won the Pac-12 North. That is a thing. Yep. But there's an even screwier scenario that uh, takes place. If <laughs> I, I think it's if one of these South leaders loses, and then we beat Stanford. That, uh, this is this is the Oregon State Beavers when you say yes. we. Just make sure if, people if know. If Oregon State Beavers beat Stanford, I think by technicality we might jump the tiebreaker from the Ducks and get into the Pac-12 title game. Yeah. So there's a screwy thing about it. 
But what, I would it, encourage yeah. you to forget all of that <laughs> and just think about probably what the uh, Pac-12 is thinking about right now, which is what is the most entertaining thing I can put on TV that I can yep. actually attract a national audience? Well, and the most entertaining thing would be, hey, here's two undefeated Pac-12 schools. Yep. One of them that is an air raid that uh, you know will put up points on the board, and another one in Colorado, which has a very good running back. So here you go. And that's the only thing you have to think about. And the Big Ten did it just this past week with Ohio State. They said, look, I'm not going to hold the six-game threshold here. I'm trying to put the most entertaining thing on the field. And it's not Indiana Northwestern. It's Ohio State and whoever. Who cares? In fairness, they're also trying to get them into the playoffs because there's some money tied to that. And if that Ohio State too. doesn't get in the playoff, the conference doesn't get money. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, I, I mean, if you're the Pac-12 at this point, just put the most entertaining thing yep. on the field because, as you just said, there's no chance of you getting a uh, college football playoff spot. Well, and if there is, it's having an undefeated USC, right? I mean, if I guess if, if everything falls apart and they go, well, USC's undefeated. Yeah, but where are they? What twenty one? I think. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. No. Yeah, I mean, they're uh, down co- there. No, Colorado's twenty one. Uh, USC's fifteen. That's it. it. Thank Listen, you. Yeah. The possibility of that happening is, I'm telling you, extremely unlikely. Yeah, but right now you've got a three-three tie between Arkansas and Alabama. So, what, are you, you know? serious, dude? Yeah, seven eighteen left in the first. I mean, Arkansas's got him right where he wants. Oh. Yeah, I'm calling it. Yeah, you're calling it for a tie. I don't think they do this in college. But dude. if everything, <laughs> do they? What's the scenario if? Don't don't what? <laughs> don't go down that. No, because then we're gonna spend the rest of the segment looking up uh, <laughs> overtime rules. No, 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 no. I'm not, no, I'm not going that way. No. There's, yeah. They should do it this way. What is the scenario for uh, for a COVID outbreak going into the college football playoff? Well, how do you mean? If what happened with Washington happens, mm. do you have a backup opponent available to play in these semifinal games, or do you just just postpone? I think you just continue to postpone because there's yeah. probably too much money at stake. Yeah, I would imagine the same is, is is the case for everybody. Plus, everybody else will have already played in a bowl game by the time they play those games because the Rose Bowl is one they're playing them on New Year's Day, right? That's right. And what is the, uh, I don't know, what is the negative of extending the college football season? So let's say in your scenario, right, you have something like, if Clemson, Alabama is supposed to play, let's just yeah, say Yeah, Clemson, Alabama is supposed to play, and Bama gets the COVID. They can't fill whatever sure. roster requirements in the SEC for scholarship players, and they say you got to wait for two weeks. Mm-hmm. And on the other side, you get Notre Dame and whoever playing, and they what? play their game. Well, that's, yeah, that's, my, that's right? kind of my question, yeah. What is the problem with extending the college football season by two more, well, in this case, it would probably be three or four more weeks a month to uh, – keep hold of the nation's attention and build up this game. Sure. I mean, what's the problem with that in these COVID times? It really doesn't matter. See, that's the best part about what's going on this season with the coronavirus is the fact that you can (laughs) kind of throw rules and morals out the window and just put the most entertaining thing out there. This is the one chance college football and the NCAA have of just only focusing on entertainment value. Yeah. Because they've done mostly that. I would give it a 60-40 split that 60% of the time they were trying to make things entertaining, but 40% of the time they were like, look, we got rules. These these are kids. We got to do it a certain way. Screw wow. that, dude. You're giving them 40% caring about kids? That's pretty yeah. good. Oh, yeah, dude. That's pretty high number. Uh, are kids out there playing football with a deadly disease? A global pandemic? Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying so. I think 40 is generous. That's I, that's what I'm saying. 40 percent is a high number, especially coming from you, who's been a uh, vocal critic about the fact that they're out there playing. Yeah. So yeah, but the the funny thing is, I think it also just turns a your attention to how much college football has avoided the entertainment factor and things going. This mm. is the way we've always done it. No, it's not, dude. You just reformed your leagues like. Five years ago and eight years before that and three years before that. Like the idea that all of these games have always been exactly as they are. The Civil War, when they decided that that was no longer the name of the Oregon-Oregon State matchup. I'm glad you you prefaced it by saying that. We had to look up the history of that name, though. And it was like, oh, yeah, some guys started calling it that like in the 50s. And then it kind of caught on a little bit. And then it became a thing. It's actually never been the official title of like. Mm. The, the idea that it was they've played the Civil War 124 times. No, they haven't. 
the the idea that the the Iron Bowl is an untouchable element of of Americana that you cannot futz with, or it'll it'll ruin the the orbit of the sun, and we'll all fly off into space. No, they didn't play it for like thirty years. Whoa. Like, in the middle of the last century. like they just- Well, I think what you're trying to get to is that w- the problem college football has, it's an existential crisis that's been going on since the Bannon rule uh, took effect. No, it's been going on since the beginning of college sports. They don't, they've always been just making these minor tweaks and we get caught in this nostalgia hold where it's like, well, we can't, the, one of the dumbest things that we do as human beings is we, we can't change it because it's always been that way. And college football does that in spite of constantly changing things. Overtime is a perfect example. Do you know how many times the Ducks and Beavers have tied one another? Once. We go back to the toilet bowl. No. Oh. They've tied done. three times. Yes. So Was but, that right? I don't, I'll pull it up oh, for okay. you now, now that you're actually guessing. But, you, you know, it's... It, yeah, I mean, I, I get your point. Once and, about, but then we just talked about what if this game actually ties the one that's on sure. the television. Well, it won't because they threw in the Kansas plan. They're constantly making updates, a targeting rule, whatever it is. They add new rules, and they're brand new to college football. But, oh, you can't change college football. Well, and the reason I brought up the Bannon rule, the Ed O'Bannon rule, the whole thing of, uh, you know, uh, the court case he won where he saw himself in a video game or at least depicted as, and then now basically college athletes, and this is still kind of a gray area, I think, that you can make money off of your likeness. It's yep. just the NCAA isn't going to really help you much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just like everything else yeah. that they do. Yeah. Like, yeah, you can make money, but we're not going to give you an agent. Um, <laughs> but I, I think the reason that I point towards that saying that, you know, they've been having a battle with this until that point is that there's this existential crisis the NCAA has between do we keep the purity of the game, which we have defined for the past almost 100 years as this is a amateur sport where we give young men opportunities to better themselves through education so that when they get out into the workforce, they have a leg up and they become the leaders of communities we expect them to. And OMF, there's a lot of money on the table. We yes. should make more of it. Yes. And then they do that every single year. They go, oh, my gosh, there's even more money. But Let's keep making it. The other thing is they're not very transparent about it. No. Because partly because they can't. But it's like everybody knows that the NCAA tournament is a $2 billion television contract. Well, and I would say this year they've been more transparent yeah, that's about what, Exactly. Yeah. It's just it's it's just ridiculous. The Oregon football, Oregon-Oregon State football rivalry uh, was first played November 3rd, 1894. The overall record is 66. Uh, Oregon leads 66, 48, and 10. ten that's going to change. Ten ties in the history of the game. Let me tell you something, Luke. That's yeah. going to change up here in the next couple of uh, years. Better. Let me tell you something. Under Jonathan Smith's leadership, that record's going to change. Yeah. Ten ties in the history of that game. But everybody looks back at the toilet bowl and goes, ah, that's such an embarrassing market. Dude, they t- tied nine times before that. Dude, it is pretty embarrassing. I get that. but it was, I mean, it was it, embarrassing because it was a terrible game. I, the it, other ties or whatever. That used to be football, though. No. You can't, you can't end in a tie. Yeah, you could for a long time. People get so mad about it. Every, t- every year in the NFL, there's a tie. People lose their minds. So you don't get it. You just don't get it. You're not part of the rivalry. You don't know. I understand. You can't even talk on the merit of it. Don't even try, tough guy. Tough guy. All right, you know what I'm going to try to do? Try to talk some Blazers with you, but I think you're going to go crazy on stuff because you are a one-man hype machine. So we'll we'll try to talk Blazers if I can calm Will down off his championship banner-waving ceremony after this college football scoreboard update. All right, welcome back in. Center and Saint, 1080thefan, radio.com, radio.com app, computers, uh, radio machines. Uh, probably watch it on television somewhere if you wanted Sentient to. Sentient robots curious oh, about their own sexuality. Smart speakers is actually a real thing that you can do. Oh, uh, right. Teddy Ruxpin, if you rewire it, can play us. Be frightening. That'd be awesome. You get Teddy Ruxpin to talk when we speak. Send it my way. I'll pay you. I'll, I'll pay the money for that. That sounds awesome. Uh, hey, Will, did you watch the uh, Blazers? Season game yesterday. I did. I watched three quarters of it. Which three quarters? Did you watch the, the three quarters in order, or did you jump around and watch part of the Arizona Arizona oh, no, State DVR? game? The Arizona Arizona State game. No, no, I no. I can't even say that without laughing. Uh, I read an article this morning, uh, briefly, that said uh, Kevin Sumlin might be on the hot seat. Really? After getting beat seventy 
seven. You might be on the hot seat. Yeah, he's not done well at Arizona. No, and I did watch the first uh, three quarters of the Blazer game, and I will say um, it. I had to bring myself back down to earth because I was live tweeting during it, and if you follow Blazers Twitter and you are a participant of it, you know how quickly people can get away with their excitement. Do you, um, do you think it's unique to the Blazers, though, or is this happening in every city no, I mean, across it happens the country? In every city, but yeah. everyone has like a unique, uh, I would say, flavor to that same sure. idea, yeah. which – you know, for us, our thing um, with Blazers Twitter, it's like anything with Dame doing really well always turns into the conversation of why aren't more people talking about Dame? Uh, true. It's really annoying. Yeah. Uh, but I will say I was incredibly encouraged by the preseason game. I always have to put myself back down to earth because it is, in fact, a preseason game and sure. you really don't know what you got. Um, I will say that the two things I was incredibly pleasantly surprised by was Harry Giles. Giles. Or Giles, thank you. The I always pronounce it wrong. Yeah. Um, incredibly impressed by him and his court vision and his ability to just kind of meld into the offense very quickly. That was the one thing I was going to look at with all the new guys. I wanted to see how Robert Covington would kind of fit into the offense to start because, again, it's a preseason game. These guys haven't played together before. You don't know what it's going to look like. Dude, Giles just kind of slid in there and made it work. Like, he was going off of pick and roll. He was doing putback points. He was really active on the boards. Very impressed by him. Second guy I was very impressed by that I know I've crapped on for all of eternity was Carmelo Anthony because he finally came off the bench. And how'd that go? And it was great. He put up <laughs> 21 effing points, dude. Like, he is perfect off the bench. You know, if you keep him on the bench and keep those responsibilities for him, you no longer have to rely on uh, Simons. Like, oh, yeah. That doesn't have to be a reality for you that once you get Dame and CJ off the court for a blow during the season, like you don't have to be like, okay, Efforty Simons, good luck scoring eight yep. points out there. Yep. No, dude, you put Mello out there, let him do his ISO play, let him get into mismatches. That was like the one thing that encouraged me very much. Excellent. So the, the Harry Giles thing that I found uh, encouraging was that they put together these highlight packages. The NBA does a good job marketing their players, even their, you know, lesser known players. And when he was moved over to the Blazers, they immediately put together, here's the top 10 plays. So you kind of can get an idea of what you're, a taste of what you're getting with this new player. I remember that he played at Duke, but I don't, don't watch a ton of college basketball, but I know the name. And so I get the highlight package, pop it in real quickly. It goes through the top 10 plays. I think there was one scoring play in there. Five passes and four blocks. I'm like, perfect. That is exactly what the Blazers need, especially with the the ex expectations now that Gary Trent is going to be a third or fourth scorer on there. Carmelo Anthony doesn't need to be a primary scorer, but showed his ability to take a big shot late in games in the bubble. He shouldn't be a primary scorer. Yes, but he sh I didn't say that. But I know, but you said like he, he doesn't have to be. See, well, I know, but last season... I know, but th this is the issue. Yeah. And this is why I got really mad on Blazers Twitter because I looked on Pinwheel Empire and they tweeted out, man, Melo sure looks like he should be a starter out there. Or uh, they, they alluded to it. And I'm like, dude, no. That's what I just said. This is, you get mad at me. But like, it's like what you saw last night should at least be the first signals of, oh, good. Melo should be a bench player. He's way better at uh, as a bench player. Way better. When you rather have a guy like that finish a game than start a game. That's always been one of my biggest gripes about, oh, he's not even a starter anymore. Who cares? Yeah. There's plenty of guys that start in the NBA and then don't finish the game. It, it could be something called strategy. Also, if when do you have more scoring opportunities? When you start the game next to CJ McCollum, Damian Lillard, and Yusuf Nurkic, or when you come in as part of the second unit, when Nurkic and Dame are sitting on the bench, and now it's just you and CJ out there and three other guys. That's the other thing about the the, the Anthony Simons argument that's been driving me up the wall. And I heard somebody saying it yesterday, echoing kind of what my thoughts were on it. I can't remember if it's Joe Freeman or somebody else. Doesn't matter. The Anthony Simons as your backup point guard. Neil O'Shea was asked a question recently in a press conference, and he goes, well, I noticed you did go out and get a backup point guard. We have one. His name's Anthony Simons. Who runs the point when Dame leaves the game usually? CJ. Thank you. Well, it's not yeah. that. Like, if you watch their games, 
it's not like, oh, Anthony Simon's going to get a lot of run because he's a backup point guard. No, you've already got somebody that can handle the ball. You've also got Gary Trent Jr. who is out there who is a rotational piece now and a, a guy that can score his own buckets. And listen, if you have Carmelo handle the ball for five minutes a game, ten minutes a game, he was doing it in the bubble, and it worked out just fine. Take no. the Yes. No, I don't want him running points. That's fine. I don't want him running point. But he can. Uh, yeah, but you I want don't. Amper, Simons? Yeah, I'd rather have that. I'm serious. No, see, that's, and again, I'm going to go back to the point here. Carmelo Anthony is very good at one thing, which is come off the bench, get yourself into position, <laughs> and frigging just score. That's it. Yes. Jamal Crawford. If he, takes, if he takes the ball up 10 times a no. game. Oh, shut don't up. Don't sit. Dude, this has been the problem with Carmelo Anthony, uh, <laughs> you know, leading up until this point is the fact that they put him in there and they go, you know what? If we're in tough spots in game, just give him the ball to run the offense. Oh. So let's see what happens because it definitely won't turn into a post up down on the block. <laughs> ISO with pretty much somebody double teaming him and he can't throw an outlet pass. Yeah. I get what you're saying. I understand. Um, well, but you're saying tough spots in games. I'm saying, oh, we're in the middle of the second quarter and the game is is not going to be decided in the next five minutes. Yeah. He can take the ball off a few times. Uh, text line 503-250-1080. Hopefully Blazers see Paul Pierce and Fizdale on ESPN pregame laugh saying there's no star on the Blazers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would say that. And, you know, another one, Gary Trent Jr., uh, you know, 18 points last night, him and Giles yeah. both had 18 points off the bench. Like that was one of the things that encouraged me also, uh, was that there is a huge potential to have a very scary bench in Portland going forward. Imagine that you get into the third quarter and you need to either pad maintain or like go after a lead. And on the floor, you could have Rodney hood, uh, Carmelo, Anthony, Gary Trent jr. And Zach Collins. Like that is a very scary three and D lineup yep. that if you have the other team resting some dudes that like they need a blow before the fourth quarter, like you can not only maintain a 10 point lead, but you can start to pad into it and you give Dame a lot more rest. Dame has been one of the highest minute counters here. Yep. I think in the past half decade for the NBA, I think he led minutes last year. If I'm may, not maybe true, but I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Not I, everybody played the same number of games sure. last year. So he, he's been knows? in the top five of minutes here for quite a few years. And so this is a good opportunity to fill out an already really impressive bench with scores that, you know, that you can give Dane like five, seven minutes of rest at a time and say, dude, take it easy. Let's wait until the fourth where you can really pop. I think, I think the two things that one you alluded to, and I think one that you're missing with the Blazers over the past few years, the, the reason that this roster looks different. One is of course, defense. They've not been a great defensive team. Mm. Hassan Whiteside was a great defensive player and had a lot of blocks, but he they did not make them a good defensive team. The other thing is that list of bench players that you just listed off they give you the ability to play a different style of basketball when you need to. Mm. The Blazers have been so reliant on scoring from the guard position as their only option. The fact that you have somebody that can score at every position on the court is something the Blazers have not had. Mm. You also have the ability to defend almost every position on the court. And part of the reason Robert Covington was such a good signing or such a good trade was that you can look at him and see somebody that is a very good help defender for guards. He's quick enough that he can back up Damon CJ and make them a better defensive team, not just a great individual defender. So those are the things that, uh, that I'm looking forward to. But again, it's a preseason game. You learn nothing. They put against the Kings and now they'll do it again tomorrow. Want to see, uh, or want to hear, uh, the did not playlist for the Blazers. Uh, sure. Zach Collins, Rodney hood, Yusuf Nurkic, Nasir Little. There you go. Is Nasir Little not playing for injury reasons or COVID reasons? And he's uh, healthy. Maybe he just sucks. I don't know. Yeah. Well, who knows? But I say that because yep. there's a lot of there's again, a lot of minutes there. Yeah. There's a lot of potential there. Yep. There's just like an insane amount of potential on the court. But again, you bring things back down to earth because this is in fact a preseason game, yep. and you don't know what will happen with injuries. You don't know if guys can keep momentum. And you don't know if somebody, say, like Carmelo Anthony, is going to be able to maintain this same type of attitude. He showed it at the end of the bubble last year, that he could stay consistent with what role he felt like he best was positioned in. I hope to see him to keep, uh, keep doing that off the bench. And I just hope that Gary Trent Jr. like still shoots really well. 
Last, like year, last year in Portland, we were excited about the moves they made, but nobody nationally was. This year, we're excited. Everybody national is. is. The other thing, Moda Center looks super weird empty. Oh, yeah. Because I was used to the bubble thing. Yeah. It's super depressing. It looks kind of uh, piddly. It, it totally does. Yeah. It's, it's, I know, and I hate to say that because, I mean, games at the Moda Center are awesome, but sure. it's just like with no fans, you're like, ooh. Yeah, but it, it, every arena in the NBA will look like that. So, And I think it's also because you've seen uh, NFL stadiums with no fans. And, and it doesn't look the same. Yeah, and NFL stadiums are generally bigger than NBA, so you're like, yeah. Oh, no well, one's and, really there. And I think we got used to the video screens around the NBA court. That was kind of a thing that had a pretty good optic for television. Yeah. All right. We went too deep there, but eh, it's the Blazers. What are you going to do? That's what she said. NFL college football. We'll get more into it in an hour two, but right now we need to get to our good versus evil. We do it next. Center and Saint, 1080 The Fan and Radio.com. Have you been too busy to keep up on sports this week? What has happened to the, What has happened? What has happened to the national interest? No time to form your own opinions? I stand before you here today in the midst of gnarly times. Well, no worries, brah. Let the center and the saint shred the gnar while you just sit back and ride the wave. It's time for Good versus Evil. Brought to you by the titan of Hawaiian restaurants, 808 on 1080 The Fan. We knew exactly what they were going to do. Um, you know, we just got to be better. And, and it starts with me personally. Uh, just have to make more plays, and that's what it comes down to. That was Mr. Noodle Arm, Cam Newton. If you didn't catch the turd that was Thursday Night Football, the notion Newton can continue to throw an NFL-caliber ball, or any caliber of that matter, has been completely thrown out the window. The former MVP was 9 of 16 for 119 yards and a pick six during the Patriots' 24-3 loss against the Rams on Thursday night. Bill Belichick said after the game that Cam is still their starting quarterback. Which I guess when Jared Stidham is your other choice, makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Uh, will Cam Newton have a starting QB job next season? No. 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 Next door. Really? <laughs> I mean, he hasn't shown anything to lead you to believe that he has the durability or the consistency to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. He's playing with Bill Belichick. Trying to remember if Bill Belichick had any success with his past quarterback. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, Tom Brady, he had some success. Oh, what about like when Tom Brady was hurt and somebody had to fill in? Oh, yeah, he got Jacoby Brissett, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Matt Castle all paid tons of money. And he can't do anything with Cam Newton, a former MVP. He's just too beat up. He can't throw football anymore. You're right. You yeah, win. I, well, you win. yeah, you're right. I was wrong. You're right. Well, no, I think the, get, the entire NFL world has like done this with cam newton for the past like three years where they're like oh 2015 season like he, he's gonna come it's like it, no nah, it, it's it, not there anymore if he went to the Bengals and had a, a season like this or he went to the the jets and had a season like this you'd be like well yeah but he's playing for you know a, a turd of an organization no he's with the best organization he as you put it maybe the turd what if he went to denver Oh, well, that's a different story. What do you think of what? the idea that James Harden might want to come to Miami? Uh, I mean, there's a there's a lot of stuff always in the media. Um, I think that he's a hell of a player. I like the group that we have. Um, and I mean, I, to tell you the truth, I just want the guy to be happy. I think that's that's what life is about. That's what um the the game is about. And yeah, so what? I like the post. Totally, dude. That was guy with the coolest flat top fade to dreads haircut in the world, Jimmy Butler. James Harden expanded to this list of trade destinations this past week. First, he was totally dead set on going to the Brooklyn Nets. Then he added the 76ers, and now he wants to go to the Bucks or the Heat. What is the most realistic defi- uh, destination? He dies a slow death in Houston. He doesn't have any leverage to demand a trade. They've so you don't think that they would take any offers, say, like, from Indiana or... Yeah, but who's is Indiana on the list? And what what's anybody offering up for a guy that chronically underperforms in the NBA in, well, in the NBA playoffs? I don't think it really matters about his list. I, I think it just matters where the Heat want to This is what I'm or, saying. I'm sorry, the Rockets want to But play. who's giving up three first-round picks to get James Harden? What is, ja- the Pacers. What, is, what is James Harden known for? 
floundering in the NBA playoffs, partying more than he enjoys, showing up more for parties than he does for playoff games. So, yeah, dude, I'll pass. Do you, what kind of package do you want the Blazers to put together for James Harden? He won an MVP. If we gave them three picks, CJ and Nurk, would you do it? No. What? What are you talking about? Okay. What would they? What would they have to? Com- how many picks? Okay. Would, how many picks would the Rockets have to include with James Harden for you to want him on this Blazers team? Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Bad idea. Let's try <laughs> another one. If we gave them <laughs> Neil Olshay, Harry Giles, two picks, and a cameraman. No, get, get out of here. Get out of here. Like, what are you doing? Just uh, no. Do you, what team is going, oh, the only thing we're missing, the only thing stopping us from winning an NBA championship James is James Harden. Uh, Who's saying that? Who? Who? Orlando Magic. Shut up. Big Ten is meeting right now. The athletic directors are on a Zoom call, and they need to rectify the situation, and they need to rectify it immediately. Uh, this has been a league that has done almost everything uh, haphazardly since August when they shut down, then they came back and in mid-September, and they, they made up the rules as they went along, so that's why I don't think this should be complicated. That's the Monopoly man without his top hat, Paul Feinbaum. The Ohio State University will not, I repeat, will not play Michigan today, but the Buckeyes will still play in the Big Ten title game uh, later. Officials say that they have cleared the way for Ohio State to play Northwestern in a week, even though the Buckeyes haven't played the required six games, which, in fact, the Big Ten themselves imposed the rule. Uh, it's also important to note that Ohio State is currently fourth in the college football playoff rankings. Was this the best decision for college football as a whole? Sure. I mean, you went on the, the, the same topic earlier. Just find the most entertaining games. Like, just go out there and just figure out the best way you can do it. Ohio State, I, I went through in our last Sports Center scoreboard update thing that we did. It was a good one. Dude, the Big Ten has a bunch, a bunch of mediocre teams, and then they have Ohio State. Do everything you can to try to get them in the playoff. It's the only way you're going to get the money. I want to see Ohio State play somebody. I mean, what's been their most competitive game? Sorry, Indiana. I don't think you're a blue blood. You look like a pretty good football team, but nobody else is very good in there, and they got a a little scare from it. I would rather watch Ohio State lose by 30 to Clemson than watch Cincinnati play Clemson. Here's my hot take. I would rather watch Coastal Carolina lose by 50 to Clemson than watch Ohio State in the college football playoff because I'm going to be honest. I, I can already predict to you what the outcome of that game is. Clemson's going to win by 10. That's, That's very easy. And in fact, if you don't think that and you really want to be fooled by like the competition. No, dude. Yeah. I would rather see what the hell Coastal Carolina has roll yeah. the dice and just let them do it. It's 2020. You want entertainment value? Dude, throw David in with Goliath and see what happens. I would love to see that. But the problem is I also want to see someone knock off Clemson. And the, the Coastal Carolina is not going to do it. The, everybody points to the one time that Boise State won one of those games or UCF beating Auburn. Dude, those games are one in a million, and you have to play a ton of them. What they need to do to get Coastal Carolina housed by Alabama is expand the playoff, and that's where college football needs to adjust their rules. It's stupid to have four teams out of 130. You're break. stupid. Your face is stupid. can't believe you'd say that. You do have a stupid face. That one actually is not that far of an insult. Like, if you look at your own face, you'll see how stupid it is. Anyway. <laughs> All right, time for my favorite story of the week. Got to go quick. The headline, Amazon driver dumped packages in woods, but he told cops, well, he was just tossing feces. Sorry, what now? <laughs> is this a monkey delivery driver thing? It is not. Okay. Police in South Jersey charged an Amazon driver after they spotted him allegedly tossing packages from a delivery truck in a wooded area. A Logan Township police officer was on patrol uh, when he saw an Amazon van parked outside the shoulder of Route 130 near Jackson Street. He spotted the driver, later identified him, blah, blah, blah. Gold first told, and that's the driver, Gold, first told the officer he was, quote, throwing his feces into the woods. Until it was revealed that uh, he was throwing about 11 packages totaling around $300 
into the woods. Did he think that if he was throwing his poops out in the woods that they wouldn't go looking for it because they didn't want to find it? Like, was that was his plan? This guy's great. And he was like, man, what, what, what wouldn't they want to look for? Poop. Can you imagine being the woodsman that happens upon $300 worth of Amazon stuff? Could but you, you imagine the... being the woodsman who's walking along and all of a sudden you see some dude just shoveling his crap out of an Amazon van and it landing like two feet from you? Hey, these are my woods. What the hell? What the hell? You're lucky it's manure. And then, and then he opens up the packages and he's like, oh, these are all electronics. I have forsaken electronics to live in the woods. Meh. Or, plot twist, he opens the packages and they're full of poop. <laughs> I didn't see that one coming. Uh, That's why it's a plot twist. I thought it would have been Woodsman's Essentials. Yeah, that's just a crappy excuse. Yeah, you were I throwing see what you your. Did. I yeah. see what you did. Yeah, yeah, it's clever. You were just like, like you Come couldn't on. think of anything better. I was well, talking about because to your point, like, yeah, if I'm a cop and they're like, oh, I was just throwing my crap, like. Not only is it an investigative thing in my head, I'm going to go, really? You threw your crap? Well, I just want to go see this then. Where is it? Here's my question. Why was he throwing the packages into the woods? Was he thinking that if he emptied his truck, he'd be done with his day? (laughs) Why not just drive to your house and, like, throw them in your garage? Well, I think that maybe, you know. Or was it like he got the root of, like, his old high school neighborhood? And he's like, oh, Jenny Slate, I hate her. Package in the woods. My guess is that he probably knows there's like some tracking thing on the van and that when the stuff went missing, Uh, the first place that the Amazon police would go would be his house. So he's like, I'm going to toss it in this wooded area where I know. And then he'd come back and pick him up later. Yeah, I'll go in my personal car and go get it. That Uh, was what was uh, I was working out in my head. I'm picking up what you're putting down, but what about all the poop on the boxes? (laughs) (laughs) What about the wolf? That's going to meet you when you come back later at night, and you died over an iPod. All right. Good good job. Uh, that was Will's favorite story, part of Good versus Evil uh, every Saturday at this time. It's brought to you by 808 Hawaiian Restaurant. Their food is delicious. You should eat it. Takeout and delivery options available on their website, ate-oh-ate.com. In hour two, we're going to talk some... NFL, a little twist in what may happen with Carson Wentz and the Eagles that I found interesting, plus uh, five great games left with big playoff implications uh, this weekend, and we'll get back more into college football. It is our two. Plus a poll question. Oh, yeah. A, uh, can I tease it? A Blazers poll question at Center Saint 1080 uh, on Twitter. Go and play along with us there. We'll get to all of that in hour two. Coming up next right here on the Center and the Saint. It's 1080 The Fan and Radio.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.